0: everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and today um, we are doing an exciting episode today. Um, quickly, if you guys are watching this on video, first of all, I upped my video game um, out with the iPad and with the mini DSLR, I guess. Um, yeah, I just wanted it to look more like one of my YouTube videos rather than like janky iPad video. Um, so I'm recording this on my normal like vlogging camera. So definitely go check out the video podcast. It's uh, manifest authority Moon on video or on YouTube is what I meant. So go check that out. Let me know what you guys think. But also if you guys are watching the video, then I obviously look a little glam, a little dolled up and it's because I'm taking my new license photo today. I don't even feel like myself to be honest because I have my hair straightened and my makeup done and like when do I ever really do this anymore? Um, but I'm getting my new license photo taken today and if you guys know me, then you know that I love my current license photo. It's like the best picture of me ever and I feel like not many people say that. So I have like this un uh, realistic expectation to get another killer license. Have I been saying license plate license photo, like my driver's license. So I have that, that I need to go do today. And I think in my last photo, well, my last photo, I was a blonde girl. I was tan. I think I had lash extensions. Like I was a whole different kind of girl. Um, but now I don't have any self-tanner on. So I tried to, um, you know, do like, darker foundation to make me look tan kind of worked. Um, I did my makeup a little bit different. I straightened my hair. I'm trying to like recreate the photo, but now I'm just 24 instead of 19 and I will have brown hair instead of blonde hair. So I'm a whole new girl. Also trying to pick out the right shirt for your license photo is so crazy. But now that I have like brunette hair, um, I'm wearing like a burnt orange sweatshirt, Um, but it's like a crew neck. So it like won't look bulky on the photo, but it looks really pretty with my hair. So I think this is what I'm going to go with, but I'm pretty much trying it out right now on the podcast because I want to make sure that it looks good on camera. And I think it looks good, but I also want it to like look like me. You know what I mean? Because I normally don't like have makeup done hair done, but if I'm going to a bar and people need to see my license, then I normally do have makeup done hair done. But <clears throat> it also just needs to look like me all the time. So anyway, getting your driver's license picture taken is such such a moment. And it's so not talked about enough, but it really deserves all of the talk because this was like a whole I took me an hour to get ready. And I resented it the whole time because I sound like one of those girls. It's like, what's makeup? I don't know what makeup is. Um, no, but I really did resent it because I was like, I could just be doing so many other things right now that I want to do like recording the podcast, but I wanted to like get ready for my license photo because I'm doing it later. But anyway, I did it up. Maybe I'll put it on my Instagram and show you guys how it turned out. If it was good. Emma Chamberlain posted her current license photo and it was like such a vibe. It's like, so her, um, But yeah, I hope the brown hair looks good on my license because I'm stuck with it for the next four years. Um, I mean, I love being brunette, but I hope I love it in four years as well. I wonder what you ever like get your license and think like, wow, when it expires in four or five years, whatever, like where am I going to be? I remember when I got my license, I was 19. Well, my current license, I was 19 and I was like, wow, it's going to expire in 2022. Like that is so far away. And I don't know if I could have ever pictured my life as it is now back in, I think I got it in 2017. I don't think I would have pictured my life how it was now in 2022, but I think that's a good thing because I really am happy with my life right now. Anyway, didn't mean to get deep about my driver's license, but it is so wild to think about. Um, So I have seen two major movies lately. Um, I also learned that on Tuesdays at movie taverns, movies are $5. Uh, That is incredible. I can't believe it took me 23 years of life to figure that out. Do you guys have movie taverns everywhere, or is that just like a local sort of thing? I feel like they're everywhere, but if you don't know, movie taverns are pretty much like a restaurant and a movie theater combined, and you order food, and then people bring it to your movie seat. It's cool, but like chicken fingers are like $50. So that's crazy. Um, But yeah, it was really cool. And the movies, the tickets there are $5 on Tuesdays. It was awesome. So I saw two movies over the last like month, I'd say. I saw the Batman, which I briefly touched on. And I also saw Uncharted. So let's talk about the Batman really quickly. First of all, it was Robert Pattinson. Um, I think I might've like very briefly talked about this in another podcast, but not a deep dive. So this is more so my deep dive. So Robert Pattinson was in it. And I don't know if I just couldn't unsee him as the human slash vampire of well, actually only vampire of Edward Cullen, but he was just very like Edward Cullen vibes as the Batman and you know, maybe it's also because this is the first Batman movie I have ever seen. So him talking like very like grungy was just how all the Batman talk, but I just could not unsee him as Edward Cullen. And that's not that that was a bad thing. I love Edward Cullen. I love Twilight. It will always be my comfort movie series of choice, but I did enjoy him in the Batman. Um, I do have a couple questions though. Why was it raining the entire movie? The entire movie was in rain. And I know it was like in Gotham City, which is like, I guess looks like New York City. It Like you would have thought it was like forks all over again because of how much rain it was. And you would think that he was a vampire again because of all of this rain. And like he was only like out at night. Wait, maybe it's because bats like dark, moist caves. I don't know. But I really liked the movie. Yes, it was a three-hour movie, and that was absolutely wild. I remember looking at my phone, and I was like, it must be almost done. Um, And it wasn't. I still had two hours left, and that was a wild ride. But I would go see it again. And I think that says a lot because I'm not really a big component of superhero movies, but I really did like that. And, um, it was really cool because it was like a true crime, not a true crime, but like a serial killer movie mixed with like superhero aspects. It was really cool. So I did like it. I would go watch it again. And I heard that people watch that in 40 X movie theaters, which sounds really cool, but because of all the rain, I don't think I would have liked being rained on. Um, but it was definitely very cool, but yeah, I really liked that movie. And then I also saw Uncharted. I saw that this past week on Tuesday. Cause $5 movie and, um, super unbelievable. I mean, like the whole movie was just like national Trevor meets treasure meets video game, which I think uncharted was a video game if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it definitely seems like a video game. Like it's definitely unbelievable. There are so many things that would just simply never happen while National Treasure feels like it kind of could happen. But anyway, um, it was so unbelievable, but I still liked it. And I think I am a Tom Holland stan. Um, I also watched Spider-Man on Sunday. I'm just on like a roll, I guess, of DC, Marvel, and video game movies. Um, and I saw the, like the new Spider-Man. I forget what it's called. Maybe like The Amazing Spider-Man. I don't know. No, that's not it something home, like there's home in the title, Uh, but it's with all three Spider-Men and Spider-Man's spider Man. I don't know. And um, yeah, like the first like 10, five minutes of the movie, Tom Holland has his shirt off. And I was like, wow, I did not know he was built like that. Get it, Zendaya. Like, that's awesome. Like, I don't know. Huge Tom Holland stand after watching two movies with him in it in one week. Um, big fan, and I love Zendaya, so I really do ship them as my OTP. I'm obsessed with them, and I think that they're great. Also, about Zendaya, um, I saw on Instagram, everyone just forgot that like Zendaya and Jacob Elderly, I don't know if that's how you say his last name, um, were like dating for five minutes. I totally forgot about that too, and I can't believe that they filmed before you we together, knowing like I just can't believe I forgot about that. To be honest, like it was just wild. Um, Okay, I'm also really into Survivor right now. Um, It's just a really easy show to watch at the end of the day to unwind to. And I get like really into the episodes. I get really into the cast and I get really into the challenges. And it just, it's like a really good show. And I've learned something about myself and it's that I cry at every single episode of Survivor every single episode of survivor i am crying no matter what it is like if someone gets voted out if they're if they get love letters the winners like i i'm constantly crying every single episode it really just hits my emotions i don't know i also don't like how they call survivor a game and i know they keep saying that like this is a game this is a game but when i was younger and i watched survivor i never called it a game i was just like oh i'm watching survivor but everyone on the show calls it a game. So I guess I will also call it a game. Um, I don't understand quote unquote the game, I guess. I think I would be voted out literally on day one. Here's the thing though. I would never go on survivor. What do they do to brush their teeth? Honestly, do they brush their teeth? And also When I go through and like pick what season I want to watch a Survivor, I literally do it based off of if there is a showmance or not. I absolutely love watching Love on Survivor. It is the best thing ever. Um, It brings me back to like X on the Beach or like Love Island kind of vibes, but actually Survivor. So I really enjoy it. I really love it. But I do wonder like how stinky are their kisses and like how stinky do they all smell? Like I could just never do Survivor to be honest. And I guess I also don't understand why people – where like if you know you're going to be on Survivor why are you showing up in a blazer and like a work suit why are you doing that if I was going on Survivor I would wear a bathing suit and like summer clothes I don't know I would imagine that they tell you to kind of dress like your profession because the one that I'm watching right now there's a doctor on it and he's in like a work suit but I'm like if you're going on Survivor why are you wearing that knowing that that's like the only thing that you're going to get to wear I would not wear it but Anyway, I just, I guess I don't know the rules. Um, But yeah, I used to watch Survivor when I was younger. And now that I'm, I keep switching my age, but it's because I'm turning 24 in like literally 10 days. Um, Now that I'm like 23, 24 again, and I'm like watching it again, it is so crazy to watch back. But I love when they have a showmance. It is like my favorite thing ever. But me realizing that I cried every single episode has led me to make three lists that I want to share with you. And those three lists are, number one, my toxic traits, Number two, my pet peeves. And number three, my guilty pleasures. So let's get into it. Number one, my toxic traits. Okay, this is gross, but I'm going to tell you guys anyway because I think a lot of the girls can relate. Not wearing a tampon or pad or cup during my period. It's a risk I'm willing to take. Now, listen, I wear like period products when I need to, like if I'm going out and about. I will always put them in when I'm on my period totally. But if I'm around the house, I will not be wearing anything and it's a risk I'm willing to take. It really is. Um, So far, I've never had any issues, but I feel like you can like kind of tell like when you need to go to the bathroom and like take care of things so I can always take care of that. But I feel like a lot of girls can relate. And if I don't need to wear anything, I won't. So yeah, it's a risk I'm willing to take. And my second toxic trait is that I cry at every episode of Survivor. All right, my pet peeves. I only have one and it's unique. The smell of other people's fridge. Fridges. I don't know. I hate opening up someone else's fridge and the smell that I get from it. I don't know. It is so disgusting to me. And I don't know how other people don't smell their own fridge. And I hope to God my fridge does not smell Um, but seriously, like I, I don't know. It always just smells like stale food. And there are a couple fridges that don't smell like this. Number one, my fridge. Number two, my parents' fridge. Number three, my fridge at the beach house. Number four, my studio fridge in Phoenixville. And number five, the studio fridge in Sea Isle. And every other fridge to me has a fridge smell and I absolutely hate it. I don't know. It is my biggest pet peeve. I Every time I open someone else's fridge, I hold my breath. And like if I'm going in there to get a water, I typically will never eat food out of someone else's fridge because I can't get that smell out of my nose. And then when I eat food from said fridge, especially if it's not like cooked, like heated up, or if it's not like a leftover, I like if it is a leftover or if I'm getting like a yogurt or an apple or something out of someone else's fridge that has a smell, I can't eat the food because I will only think of the smell. I don't know. So weird. But like, I know exactly what the smell is, but I don't know how to like explain it. But it's the same in everyone's fridge. It's like stale. And it's almost like, I don't know, there's just a fridge smell. And I hate the smell of it. So I hold my breath when I open other people's fridge. So if I come over to your house, don't be offended if I don't eat out of your fridge. But that also makes me sound like such a brat. And I swear I'm not a brat but that's just a pet peeve of mine. And then number three, my guilty pleasures. Number one is watching videos of turbulent plane rides. This is horrible for me because I am terrified to fly, but I love watching other people suffer on planes when their plane ride is super turbulent. I empathize with them, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm so glad that is not me. Number two, reading bad reviews of hair salons. Okay. Like I go on yelp and will look up hair salons. I don't even know the hair salons I could be anywhere in the world anywhere in the country and reading the bad reviews Of the hair salons is like such a guilty pleasure of mine. It's so horrible It's so bizarre, but I never leave one god. No, I would never I literally just read them And it's literally anyone my favorite to look up is the habit salon, but that's whatever number three is watching bleached hair fall off of heads This is horrible because this is also... So pretty much all these are fears of mine that I enjoy watching other people go through as long as it's not me. I think that's what a guilty pleasure is, right? At the end of the day, anyway. So anyway, watching bleached hair fall off of heads. I, when I was bleaching my hair, was always terrified of my hair falling off and I was like crazy about hair health. But now that I'm brunette and I don't have to endure bleach anymore, I will watch people bleach their own hair at home or I'll watch professionals do hair and I like see the hair like coming off or like bleached hair, how like thin and frail it is. And I don't know, I get like this weird guilty pleasure out of it. It is like the most bizarre thing. And I guess that's why they are called guilty pleasure because you feel bad for like enjoying it and you shouldn't feel good about it. But that's my guilty pleasures. I'd love to know your toxic traits, your pet peeves and your guilty pleasures. And look, this is a judgment-free zone. You're not going to judge me on mine. I'm not going to judge you on yours. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Boncharge. Boncharge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation, the list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, store light therapy to EMF management and circadian friendly lighting, Boncharge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Boncharge is their infrared sauna blanket. Okay, moving on from me exposing myself. So I have so many little topics in my ideas for these episodes, and I never really get to dive deep into them because not all of them are going to take up a 45-minute topic, let alone sometimes even a 20-minute topic. Sometimes they're literally a three-minute thought that I want to put out there that I think people might find valuable, inspiring, motivating, whatever it might be, but then that might be the end of it and nothing ever comes from it and it just doesn't have enough substance to become a full episode. So today I am going to focus on two smaller topics that don't have enough uh, leeway, time, depth, or material to be a full episode episode, but I do feel it's important to include them and I want to talk about them today. This also just a little bit of a different format, like how I'm kind of structuring this episode today. So if you guys like how this episode is structured, please let me know by either reviewing the podcast to five stars or commenting on the YouTube video and just being like, I really like how you did this today or I didn't. And this is what you could do in the future to make it better. I'm always open to making this the best podcast of all time that I know you guys would really Really like. Okay, so let's get into the first topic today, which is the facade of influencers from a former influencer. Now, this is coming specifically from a place of comparison and why I think so many people aspire to become influencers. And while I know that I still like YouTube and podcast and post it on Instagram. Some might call that an influencer, but I would say that I really have kind of moved on from the whole traditional influencer title because I don't go on brand trips. I have another career. I don't meet up with other influencers to like collaborate. Um, It's not my full-time job. Influencing is not my full-time job. It is my main source of income, but it is not my career. Um, It to me really is a side hobby. And it's just something that I do on the side to stay connected with my community. So I personally don't feel as though I am a quote unquote influencer, but I was like, it used to be my full-time job. It used to be the only thing I did in my life. And it used to be my dream to grow really big. Um, That is no longer my dream. I do not want a million followers. I do not want to go viral. I do not want like the responsibility of fame. I do not want anything any of that um i really do just like cultivating a community and speaking to that community and hearing your voices back from that community and um i like inspiring i like motivating people and i like showing parts of my life but i never want fame huge growth like i i, I really don't so i think that's where i differ from a lot of like quote unquote influencers like people who identify as influencers and like I would not call myself an influencer. It is important to note before I begin the facade of influencers from a former influencer. It is important to note that I adore influencers, especially comfort YouTubers. They bring me so much companionship, especially during the day. Like I will just constantly have YouTube videos on in my living room. They bring me so much companionship. They bring me a lot of motivation, inspiration. They're very relatable. And I like seeing how other people live their life day to day. It is like being a fly on the wall and I really love it. So I love influencers and I hope that to some people I'm their comfort YouTuber, their comfort podcast that I'm motivating, inspiring, like what I love in influencers, I hope I can give that back to other people as well. So what I'm getting at is that it's very easy as a viewer to get caught up in comparing our quote unquote normal life to your favorite influencer's life. But I'm here today as a quote unquote former influencer to help you understand why you simply cannot compare your life to your favorite influencer's life. I'm also going to be breaking down like the typical influencer. It's kind of stereotypical and they don't all fit in this box, but I think we all know of influencers that I we'll be kind of talking about. It's like the stereotypical influencer. Um, okay. So I want you to think about your day-to-day tasks that you go through the motions of every day. So for me, it's working on stride, meeting with employees, being at stride, teaching, instructing, taking classes, vlogging, doing admin work, recording my podcast, working out, cooking when I can eating, whatever is convenient. And then pretty much just to like rinse and repeat and do it the next day. Um, Let's see. Rinse, repeat, do the next day. Our days of work, pleasure, responsibilities, and roles mixed in um, are pretty much just what our days are made of. And obviously, if you have other roles, like let's say you're a working mom, you have the kids to handle, maybe a partner, a job to perform well, a household to run, friends to see, soccer practice to get to, et cetera. Like you have responsibilities. And to unwind, we tend to watch lighthearted and comforting content. Um, Like how I said, I like watching Survivor. Some people will watch influencers to unwind. And I adore that. And I think there's a time and place for it. And I love the comfort content that influencers provide. So we watch and we love. And it's really easy to compare because we see these influencers going on a walk to get coffee or going to get their nails done or meeting up with other influencers for lunch going to a brand happy hour, and then finally unwinding at night with like a 20-step nighttime routine and like a 45-step skincare routine. And it's like, how do they have all this time in the day to do all this? And I'm so envious that they get to go get their nails done, go for coffee, meet up with friends for lunch. Meanwhile, I'm here. I have to go to work. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have a million other things. We need to start comparing our life and say, I really want that life. In addition to this, influencers tend to not show the back end of their YouTube, TikTok, podcast, blog, like insert whatever platform they upload on. Um, They tend to not really show the back end work of it because They just don't. And for whatever reason that is, like I know some people do, but it's typically not their main form of content is showing the behind the scenes work of an influencer. Maybe it's a one-off video that they put out like once a quarter, once a month, but their normal videos are like vlogs of their day-to-day life, just comfort kind of styled content, which is great. And we all love that. Um, But we just don't always see the back end. And typically at the end of all of these videos, I always feel really calm, really inspired, and really comforted. But it's easy to think that these are their real lives. And while these are their real lives, such as them going to get coffee, getting their nails done, brand chips, et cetera, it is their job at the end of the day to produce that content for us to watch, to enjoy, and to feel comforted by. And especially when we don't get to see all that back-end stuff, it gets really easy to compare and think like, oh, that's all that they do every day. Meanwhile, I have a million other things to do today and their life is so much better than mine. The double-edged sword of not showing your work versus showing your work, and this is a double-edged sword that we've seen time and time and time again, is that when someone is an influencer who is also multifaceted, um, such as having a job and showing like their 9 to 5 life, or I see a lot of people with like podcasts that will talk about their 9 to 5 life um, or their job, they will blow up on social media or their podcast just to quit the very same thing that made them relatable to pursue a full-time social media job. We literally see this all the time. It happens everywhere. And I mean, you can't blame them. If you're making so much more money on your social media job than your nine to five and you hate your nine to five and you're doing social media to escape your nine to five and suddenly your social media now is making so much more money than your nine to five, why wouldn't you quit? Like you can't blame them. It happens all the time, but then they pursue this whole life of like, being an influencer, which is no longer relatable. So what I'm getting at, why shouldn't we compare our lives to the influencers that we see? And simply it's because the life of an influencer isn't what it seems. It's a really cool job at the end of the day. And your favorite comfort YouTuber's job is to show the comforting and cool parts about their day. They can show their day because people like us love to consume it it essentially takes the place of modern TV. So while not every day is them going to get coffee or getting their nails done or meeting up with other people, it is those kinds of days that those activities are literally their job. Them going to get their nails done and vlogging it is the equivalent of you and I having to go clock into work and go do our job. It is their job. It just shows up in a different facet of your job. And then that poses the question, would you want to go do comforting activities such as going to get your nails done, going to get coffee, da, da, da. If it was your job, does that take out any of the special qualities about it or is it still the same? I think that answer is going to be different for every single person, but the influencer takes the place of the modern day TV. It's like after school when I was younger and I would watch Ellen with my mom every day at three. How fun would it be to have a talk show every day and meet the biggest celebrities every day? I used to think Ellen had like literally the coolest job in the entire world. I was so jealous and I thought it would be so cool. And it was a really comforting show and I had a lot of, you know, envy about it. I was like, I want to meet Kim Kardashian. I want to meet Channing Tatum. I want to meet all these people every single day and have them all like me. Like what a fun job. But Ellen's life wasn't just her 3 p.m. call time every day to film The Ellen Show. She had a ton of other responsibilities and things that we just simply do not see. What I'm getting at is if you envy influencers, I encourage you not to compare. You can appreciate the comfort and joy that someone gives you without wanting to be them. And if you do want to be an influencer, I have two tips for you because I'm never here to discourage you about what you want to do with your life. But I do have two tips. If you do want to become an influencer, number one, what are you bringing to the space that is special and unique to you? Everything has pretty much already been done. It's very hard to find anything that hasn't been done. So accepting that everything has already been done is a good place to start. But what is it that you are contributing to the space? Is it authentic to you Or is it a recipe for success that you've already seen it done before and you're just copying and pasting it? If you're trying to be the next Emma Chamberlain, people will just watch Emma Chamberlain, not the carbon copy of her. This is like the whole thing. Remember like on the Hype House reality show that was on Netflix when like Alex was on there and everyone's like, oh my God, he literally is like David Dobrik. It's so true. And he's hated for it because David Dobrik is David Dobrik. And if people want to see David Dobrik, they will watch David Dobrik, not the David Dobrik talk a lot, talk alike look-alike, video-alike. You know what I mean? Like, they're not just going to do the copy of David... They're not going to do David Dobrik 2.0. They're just going to go right to the source and watch David Dobrik. So if you know that you love, let's say, um, makeup videos and you want to be the next... Oh, God. I don't even know who's, like, big in the makeup space anymore because I'm, like, barely watching makeup videos. (sighs) I don't know. I'm going to go old school and say, you want to be the next Juicy Star 07. She already did it. It's already been done. And her recipe for success was followed by Blair and by Blair only. So yeah, you could copy the steps, but I doubt you're going to recreate the exact same success that she did because she's already done it. And if people want to see videos like Blairs. They're going to go watch Blairs. So you need to come into the space with something that is authentic and special to you. There is absolutely room for everybody, but just make sure that you are being authentic in your delivery when it comes to being an influencer. Number two, who is your target demographic and how do you want them to feel when they consume your content? Do you want them to feel inspired, happy, and fulfilled like they have a friend? Do you want them to feel... Shitty. Do you want them like how do you want people to feel when they consume your content? I think having intentional content with a goal behind it and authentic personality is a recipe for success, and I wish you all the best if you truly do want to become an influencer. And like I said, I never want to discourage anyone to be what they want to be, but I also want you to never compare who you see online to your life because your life is just as real, just as awesome, and just as influencer-worthy as the next. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Okay, moving on from the facade of influencers from a former influencer. Yesterday, I was having like the most chaotic day of my life yesterday. And to be honest, I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It was like raining. I was grouchy. I was in a bad mood. I was also just like wanting to cry all day. Like I was just on the wrong side of the bed. It happens. And, you know, sometimes it just rocks to lean into that feeling and like, like you know, self-pity a little bit. It feels good sometimes. So I was self-pitying yesterday, wrong side of the bed, having a very chaotic day, whatever. At like 11 a.m. I called a friend a bitch and I was just like bitching about my day, bitching about my life, bitching about how I like overbooked myself, how I'm too busy, how I'm this, how I'm that. And as I was bitching, I realized that I sound exactly like someone I know. And this person that I know would always and still does say yes to everyone. And they would fill their day with all important nothings. What I mean by that is they would be constantly busy going place to place to place, But everything that they're filling their day with is not progressing them forward in their life. It's just them pleasing other people, saying yes to lunch when you really should be working or saying yes to go to a doctor's appointment when you know that you really don't want to go that day or saying yes to just things that are not going to help you long term. Filling your day with important nothings. And constantly stressing themselves out because they were just way too overbooked for themselves with tasks that truly did nothing for them. In that moment, as I'm bitching and I'm sounding like this person that I know, I'm like, oh my God, I sound exactly like so-and-so. And and I don't want to be like that because I remember always, you know, when I would have conversations with this person, knowing this, I would offer advice like, why don't we, you know, set up boundaries so you don't feel too stressed out. I totally hear it. I'm totally an ear to help but I would always make a mental note to myself like, okay, if I ever get like this, I know how to prevent it. So I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but it is someone that I know. And I was like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to live my life like this. Right? So in that moment, when I was like, I know I sound like this person, I don't want to be like this. I sparked ideas of how to stay happy and centered during busy seasons of my life. And I swear Everyone's life has huge peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows of busyness versus not being very busy. And... I feel like this past like three weeks, I've had the most insane peaks and valleys of busyness. There are some days that I have absolutely nothing to do. And then there are other days that I have so much to do. I literally feel like I'm drowning in my own brain. And that is when that whole episode that I released a couple weeks ago um, about decluttering your mind came to be because I was literally drowning in my own brain. So while the busy season of our life is inevitable, how we show up to them is up to us. So here's how I like to stay happy centered and grounded to remain Uh, sorry here's how I like to say happy centered grounded and how I remain remain boundaries makes absolutely no sense I don't know what I was typing when I said that how I keep my boundaries during my busy seasons I have four tips number one is I recognize what makes me grounded in other words Who am I outside of my work? Um, So what makes me grounded? I like working out. I know that when I don't work out, I tend to feel a little chaotic. I also know that I want to get enough sleep. If I don't have enough sleep, I am grouchy and I am no fun to be around. Um, I also need my alone time. I love being alone. That is how I recharge. I'm an introvert at the end of the day. Like honestly, guys, after this podcast, I will not talk for about three hours because I need to recharge after this. Um, I love to have my morning coffee. If I don't have morning coffee, it means my mornings are too chaotic and I booked myself too early in the day to start my day and time to eat. When I feel like I have to run around to find food all day, I know my day is way too chaotic. I like to be able to sit down, enjoy my meals and have time to eat. So for me, recognize what makes me grounded is working out, getting enough sleep, alone time, morning coffee and time to eat. And I highly encourage you guys to figure out what makes you grounded. Number two, map out the priorities of that season of life. So a good example for me is that Stride Sea Isle typically always comes around from like the first half of the new year. So like January to March is like my get shit done for Stride Sea Isle. And then May is the time that I block off the entire month to be down at the shore and set up the studio. And I know that if I commit to anything else outside of my work priorities and what makes me grounded, it is truly a recipe for disaster. So let's say it's May and someone's like, hey, I have a birthday party on this day. Can you please come? I could say yes, but I have to ask myself, is that something that I'm willing to drive an hour and a half home to, to see, to fuel my tank. Will that fuel my tank or will it deplete my tank? And I'm not talking gas tank. I'm talking like physical, social battery. Will that fuel it or will it deplete it? If the answer is it'll fuel it, I'll make time to go. If the answer is it'll deplete it, I'll kindly decline. It's really just mapping out my priorities for that season of life. And then number three is to say no to anyone or anything that does not fit in my list of priorities. And you can do this incredibly kindly. You can say like if someone asks like hey do you want to go get lunch? Do you want to go get coffee? Do you want to go do da-da-da, whatever it might be very kindly, there's so many ways to put it, but I think a really kind and respectful way to say it is, this doesn't fit with my schedule right now, but can we revisit this in a few months? Because it maps out that like, hey, right now is kind of like a rough time for you, you're busy, you you know, you know, have other stuff going on, but they're important to you and you wanna revisit in a couple of months to potentially get together in a couple of months. And number four, is to talk to someone. When I get stressed out in my busy moments, I find that talking it out helps immensely. I also learned in therapy that I'm an external processor. So when I can talk things through out loud, it tends to be a lot better for me and I'm able to uh, really work through things. This could also be a therapist. It could be a significant other. It could be a friend, a parent, a coworker. It could be a dog. It could literally be anyone. Just someone to talk to when you feel a little stressed out helps recenter me, especially so much that I don't think I'm alone in that. And it's just a really good way to stay happy and grounded during a busy season of your life. Guys, do you see what I mean now when I say like I have so many topics that like aren't really entire episode worthy topics, but they're things that I want to talk about. Like those were two topics right then and there that didn't really have much more to be said other than that. Um, But I felt like they were really important to talk about and I want to talk about them. And guys, that is honestly all that I really have for you today. Um, Let me know if you guys liked how I formatted this episode today. I also feel like I did this super quickly. I also think I'm talking really fast and I don't know why I have not had any coffee yet, but maybe it's because I'm just like a little ready for my driver's license photo and who knows. But that is all that I have for you guys today. Did you guys like this format? If you did, can you please let me know? If you didn't, can you please let me know how to make it better? Um, Please rate five stars wherever you guys are listening to. It really, really helps the show a ton. And I just truly appreciate you guys so much. I hope you guys have the absolute best Monday ever. Happy Manifest Monday. Next Monday will be the day after my 24th birthday. So I think I want to do like a 24 lessons I learned by 24. I know you guys really like those every year. So I'm going to listen back to my old episodes, make sure I don't repeat anything. Uh, But I think you guys really like those episodes. So look forward to that next week. And guys, thank you so much again for listening. Be sure to follow my Instagram, YouTube, sign up stride strideathome.com um use Tori to get your first month for ten dollars or you can rent any video of mine for five dollars or any video that is on stride at home everyone is so amazing that's on there guys be sure you share this with a friend post it on your story i would love to see you guys listening to the show and if you guys are watching on youtube be sure to comment down below and say hi and that is all for me, guys have a wonderful rest of your week and happy manifest monday everyone